0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today is Monday, May 9th, 2022. And today we're going over a couple of things I hope that we do and don't see on the 2022 Miami Dolphins schedule, which releases this Thursday. You, me, Locked on Dolphins. Tap in. Let's get after it.
1: You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's good on Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Another week, it's May, which means we're another week closer to training camp starting. But of course, we can't be fully prepared for the 2022 NFL season without the schedule. And that's what we're getting this week. So plan Accordingly, lots of schedule-related content uh, for your Dolphins here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, and it's where the game starts. Where the games start for Miami is what we're dedicating this week to finding out. Not necessarily like, oh, this is going to happen here and that's going to happen there. Uh, but today's focus is breaks in the schedule that I would like to see. And this was kind of inspired by the news that came out. Not, not even news, but kind of it, somebody did the numbers. And it was on how much mileage every NFL team is going to log throughout the course of this 2022 NFL season. Uh, The Dolphins sit, it's courtesy of Adam Schefter, the Dolphins sit in the top five for largest travel commitments as far as mileage is concerned, Uh, which is interesting because the Dolphins, they don't play internationally this year. And usually that's a first-class ticket to be in a lock for those top spots. Here's what I can tell you. The Seattle Seahawks, Think about that team way up in the Pacific Northwest all by themselves. They have the top spot 29,000 miles, 34 time zones traveled. It's a lot of time zones. Uh, for perspective, the Dolphins are only traveling 14 time zones. So if, you, if you're looking for silver linings in this talking point, uh, there's one for you. The Dolphins traveling 25,178 miles is good for the fourth largest travel commitment in of the year, for any NFL team, more than New Orleans and Tampa Bay and the Chargers, who are all traveling double the time zones the Dolphins are, and this is a good reflection of Miami being the inverse of Seattle. Right, Seattle all alone in the Pacific Northwest. The Dolphins, side of the Florida teams, are on a little bit of an island, specifically as it pertains to the AFC East. Every other AFC East team has like a forty-minute bus ride to each other, and the Dolphins. Have a three-hour flight uh flight to get to any road game in the AFCE. So they do kind of have that natural disadvantage in the division. And when you're on the road, that really hurts you. But when you're at home, that should really serve as an advantage for you. And and I remember having this talking point last year when we sat down and we did the whole spiel with the schedule. And um, you know, it's it's one of those things where It's only an advantage if you use it, and it's only an advantage if you execute it. Specifically, as it pertains to uh, the AFC East, Miami has performed very well. They're 6-4 and in their last 10 games against the New England Patriots. They have completely owned the New York Jets, so do not let New York Jets fans on your timeline tell you anything at all. Tell them to sit down and say less. And they have to earn respect in the same way that the Dolphins, unfortunately, have to earn the respect of the Buffalo Bills because the Bills have owned the Dolphins. And as much as the Bills have owned the Dolphins, the Dolphins have owned the Jets. So, But two of the three teams in the AFC Miami has winning performances against over the last five years. That's a great place to be. And that certainly helps with the... Uh, disadvantages that are baked into this schedule. But this this is not an AFC East discussion. This is a Dolphins schedule discussion. Here are the home games the Dolphins are scheduled to play. We will know what order here sooner rather than later, and then we'll go through the away games, and then we'll talk about some things I would like to see. Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, New York Jets, home and away. The remaining home games, the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Green Bay Packers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Houston Texans. The away games. Buffalo, New England, New York, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Los Angeles Chargers, San Francisco 49ers. So you can very quickly see how Uh, across those games played. And the Dolphins do have the ninth game this year on the road. They had the ninth game at home last year. So that automatically puts them at a disadvantage versus rest of the league for travel. And they have two trips to the West Coast and they have three trips up the East Coast. And then Baltimore is, is three quarters of the way and then you got some in the Great Lakes area. One of the things that I would like to see from the Dolphins schedule this year that we haven't seen a lot of in recent years, and I don't know if if the numbers exist on this. I'm going to try and find it as we go. This team has more personality than a lot of Dolphins teams in recent memory. Mike McDaniel is a persona and a personality that has a little bit of a national media fanfare about him. Tua Tagovailoa is obviously a lightning rod but a very popular name relative to his success with Alabama and his stature as a top 5 pick for the Dolphins. There are casual NFL fans who know the Dolphins based on to a tongue of a low, And then they want to see the Dolphins win because it's to a tongue of a low because, you know, Alabama does not have a professional football team. You take those two things together and the fact that this team has won 19 games the last two seasons, can we get a couple of prime time games, please? And I don't mean, oh, it's week 16 and we're going to flex you to Saturday night against the Raiders, like what happened in 2020. And I don't mean, oh, you get a Thursday night game against Jacksonville, like what happened in 2020. The Dolphins last year got Thursday night football at home against Baltimore, Monday night football against the Saints. They were dominant on Thursday night. And the Saints game kind of became the Dolphins versus the ghost of the New Orleans Saints because the team was completely picked over with COVID protocol at the time. But the Dolphins were 2-0. And the Dolphins won the Raiders' primetime game. And the Dolphins won the Jaguars' primetime game. Miami, when you have put them in primetime in recent years, they've won most of their games. They've got a big personality, a head coach. They've got a very popular but polarizing quarterback prospect. What's to say this team shouldn't get three or four primetime games? Honestly, you think you'll probably get a Thursday night game. You, You might get a Thursday game if they play the Lions on Thanksgiving, which is another thing I'm hopeful for. I would love to play Detroit on Thanksgiving this year. I know that's tough on the Dolphins and the team and the players and their families. And for those of us who work in the industry, having to do like a post game on Thanksgiving, like might not seem like a great thing. But I don't know. I'm a bit of a traditionalist, right? Like Miami and Thanksgiving games, there's been some great memories from the Dolphins on Thanksgiving. I'd love to see them play on Thanksgiving again. And that would count as a primetime game. Uh, Even if it technically was the 9.30 or 12 o'clock kick on Thanksgiving. We know they're not going overseas, and that's great. We know they are not surrendering a home game to play overseas. That's great. You get eight home games. And as a first-time season ticket holder, I'm not mad about getting eight games plus the two preseason games. Or do they only get one preseason game? I don't remember. I digress. Um, I think they get two because they play. I went to the Chicago preseason game last year. And then we got Cincinnati was a road game, I think. I don't know. I digress. I digress. Uh, one thing I do know is that our friends at Bet Online have you covered for all of your sports betting action and needs. It's the number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: another thing i'm hopeful for seeing for the dolphins aside of more primetime games based on the personalities of the team and the success of the team they've earned it at this point i'm not asking for six right like i'm not going to ask you to put us in the the position in which we'd be like a super bowl contender but i'm also hopeful for A week one home game, wouldn't that be a sight to see? I would be over the moon. The Dolphins last year, of course, started in New England. I believe the year before that, started in New England. The team's first two games each of the last two seasons was at New England home against the Bills. You know what I'd love to see? You know what i absolutely positively love to see on the schedule? Not that. Give us a chance to get our feet underneath of us before you throw us into the fire in the division. And sure enough, well, Miami in 2020, uh, in 2020 lost both of those football games. And then this past year went one and one, but lost their starting quarterback for a month with the loss uh, in week two. So yeah, NFL, here's something I'd like to see on the schedule. Anybody but New England and Buffalo week two. You want to give us Green Bay? Great. I can sit here and say Aaron Rodgers is throwing to a bunch of new receivers this time. Their chemistry might not be appropriate. That's a great opportunity for the Dolphins uh, to play. You want to give us the Cleveland Browns? Great. I'll say, you know what? I'm going to be willing to bet Deshaun Watson's not going to be eligible to play. So I will play Jacoby Brissett and the Cleveland Browns week one in a heartbeat. You want to give us, I don't know, who's another hard team, the Chargers? Great. We'll play Justin Herbert, his pass catch. You want to send us to Cincinnati? Great. I'll talk about the Super Bowl hangover and how it's going to be a real thing. I could spin any number of positives. You want to give us the Jets? I'll take a dub against the Jets. That's fine. Do not please, for the love of of all the football gods, give us New England in New England week one, home against Buffalo week two. It'll be three years in a row. I can't handle it. Let's just, let's avoid it altogether. But I do think a home opener would be really nice for a Miami team that the last time that they got a home opener was 2019 when we knew the team was going to be bad. They got their first two games at home and lost by a combined score of 142 to 10 against Baltimore and New England. Um, I think that would be and and if the league's trends tell you anything. 2018-2019, the Dolphins' first game was at home. 2020-2021, their first game was on the road. 2017-2016, their first games were on the road. 2015, Is you have to go back to 2015 to find the trend buster. Or two on, two off, two on, two off, two on. So the Dolphins are due for a week one home opener this year. If we get a home opener, that would mean it would be one of the AFC East teams, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Minnesota, or Houston. You can find positive storylines to, se- to tell uh, with any of those teams. If I'm being honest, I would probably prefer not to play T.J. Watt or Miles Garrett while the offensive line is still figuring things out. Uh, I think Minnesota would be a great home opener, personally. I know there's, there's not really a lot of sweat equity in Minnesota that might not move the needle for a week one opener. Houston, I would love to see Houston week one. It's just I'm kind of spitballing some ideas here based off of Miami's due for that, that big week one home opener. And if they do end up getting the primetime games that we talked about too, let's get them late. Right? Let's get him in October, November, December. I would hate to see the Dolphins, and I keep hammering it, and one of these years it's, it's actually like really going to matter. Uh, um, I would love to see the Dolphins take advantage of this South Florida Heat, and let's come back to the fact that this is now going to be a run-heavy football team. When the Dolphins, and I, I made this observation a couple weeks back as well, when the Dolphins have traditionally and historically been the best versions of themselves, they have been a team that with the exception of the Dan Marino years, and even then, the, the team's success did not equal that of the 70s under Don Shula, and the, uh, what you saw the team do immediately post-Marino when they transitioned into a run-heavy offense. Run the ball, pound the rock, wear you down. Break your spirit. Well, that's the, the the style of play um, that the Dolphins can really put you on your heels when you're playing in South Florida, and of course, that's the stereotypical traditional recipe for winning football in the postseason: is you got to be able to run the ball, and you got to be able to play defense, and of course. Uh, Franchise quarterbacks have changed that discussion a little bit, but you can probably go to any postseason game, almost any one, and find the critical down and distance situations in the game. And the team that had the success in those third and shorts, late in the games, late in the half, those game situations. When you are prompted to run the football, the success there is going to tell you whether or not that team, whether they had an elite quarterback or not, won the game probably 80% of the time. And I don't think anybody's expectations for the Dolphins this year should be, we're a team that has an elite quarterback. We can be a team that has a very good young quarterback. We can be a team that has a good young quarterback. We can be a team that has a sufficient young quarterback. Like That's the range of outcomes. He's not trash, and he's not elite right now. And I don't think it would be fair for a conclusion at the end of the next 16, 17 games, hopefully more, uh, to come to that same conclusion. He can have poor production. He can have elite production. But I don't think the player can be classified, and of course I'm talking about Tua to Tagovailoa here, um, can be classified as elite. So the, that situational football type of environment and those situations, the fourth and short at midfield against Jacksonville last year, the fourth down attempt against the Raiders last year, the backed up on your own goal line against the Raiders last year, those kinds of situational footballs where you, situations where you have to run the ball, be able to run the ball. We think Miami will be able to do that. So let's keep the 1 p.m. South Florida kicks. This is the year. I can feel it. I can genuinely feel it. Just like I can feel my hunger pangs for Bilt Bar coming on quite strong. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They are absolutely, positively delicious. And right now, you can visit Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. The world's most delicious protein bar.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So,
0: I think one thing that I would really like to see is avoiding the snow game situations. Now, Miami gets some cold weather teams at home. They get Cleveland at home, they get Pittsburgh at home, they get Green Bay at home, they get Minnesota at home. Minnesota played as indoors, but Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland Great. Like, and of course you've got new England and Buffalo as well and the Jets tech. So you've dodged a bunch of bullets naturally already. You got Detroit, but guess what? Detroit plays inside. Not mad about it, which means your hurdles for really like uncomfortable, cold weather games, Buffalo, new England, the Jets, Baltimore, I suppose it does get pretty cold, and I'm about an hour, hour and ten minutes north of Baltimore right now. Cincinnati, Chicago. You've got six games reasonably. Now it stands for reason. You'll probably bat five hundred on those where you'll get those away games. October, September, October, early November. Don't give me Chicago at the end of December. I don't want to play some bad team like Chicago. And make no mistake, they are going to be awful this year. I don't want to play Chicago week 15 in Chicago when it snows and is windy and you get this really unpredictable environment and the team's probably fed up of being bad, but the new coach has had a chance. They really innovate in. Invigorate his team. And then Justin Fields, who's a physically talented quarterback, comes out and does some weird stuff on you like he almost did to the Steelers last year. Hard pass. Would hate to see Chicago. Give me Chicago before December. Need it. Give me Cincinnati before New England. Or Cincinnati before December. Give me those two non-divisional games and then give me Buffalo before December as well. I mean, Miami as recently as 2019 went up to New England and kicked their ass in New England to win a football game. And I do think Miami, you know, divisional games, there is that intimacy between the teams where they know each other. There is that dispassion for one another. Um, You get to play each other twice. I do think Miami is more talented right now from top to bottom than both the Patriots and the Jets. The Bills of the team, you have a mental disadvantage and a physical disadvantage against uh, relative to what this series has been for the last five years uh, in general. So because they are the team that we have the disadvantage from both a mental mental and physical standpoint, as we perceive the teams to be right now, so please don't get mad at me for saying that, but Buffalo has had a lot of success playing the Dolphins. That would be the one team that I would most be pressed out of the AFC East games to say, hey, let's not have to go there week 17, like what happened in in 2020, where Miami was cold. We were feeling ourselves because we were 9-2 and uh, across those 11 games going into the 12th game. It was a win-and-win situation. He gave up 50-something points and stayed at home won 10 games and stayed at home and didn't get a chance to go to the playoffs. So those are most of my big picture. um, Observations. I would say this too. If the 49ers end up trading Jimmy Garoppolo, give me San Francisco and that West coast trip early while the season is still fresh. I would love to play in young, inexperienced Trey Lance as soon as possible relative to when he is officially the starter on the team. And it sure would not be a bad thing to get one of those West Coast trips. You know, for all the travel the Dolphins have, they are really only taking two difficult trips, to one to Los Angeles and one to San Francisco. Get one of them early in the year, get the other one in the back. Give us the Chargers late. Give me San Francisco early, assuming Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, and give us the Chargers late in the year. And a mid-year buy this year. Don't ask for like a week fourteen buy this time around. I think that's it. I think that's all the thoughts I had. I spent a lot of time this weekend. I'm like, man, brainstorming. Like, what, what are breaks that you'd love to see? What are things we don't want to see? And I think I've put it all out into the open. Uh, but we will, of course, have more schedule-related content. We'll see if we get any leaks about primetime games or anything like that in the next couple of days. Friday, we're going to talk about the full schedule after it is revealed, which means Power to the Pot is going to be a little earlier this week, which means our schedule is already three-quarters of the way full. So plan accordingly. Come on back and see me. Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Make it a good one. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast.